This is the Deity Podcast with your host, Nicolette Hoffman. And your host, Victoria Voges. Deity is a destination where we bridge the polarized world of health and where we have candid discussions navigating the diverse terrain of modern health science. Our goal is to empower everyone to be their own healer and to exercise their intuition in order to take their health into their own hands and live a juicy, magical life. By treating our bodies to delicious, incredible food, raising the baseline, and expanding the capacity of our nervous systems, we believe every person has the ability to move beyond all limitations and truly thrive. By tuning in, your transformation begins. Enjoy the ride. Hi. Hey, Nicolette. What's going on? You know, just a grand old Wednesday. (laughs) Um, So there's been a lot of uh, excitement in our lives because um, we have friends going through like, you know, some weird times and maybe this is like a common theme in a lot of people's lives who are listening to this or maybe they have people close to them who like are always involved in drama and things like that but this is yeah this has just been something that's definitely in our reality as of late um Tori what do you think about uh being a victim of reality I don't even think it's only been in like our reality in terms of our like friends like I've definitely experienced this as well and I feel like we've talked about this maybe a little bit but being a victim of life I feel like it's such a big subject but that it's um running rampant in like so many people's lives and I see it most show up like if you a telltale way that you can see it show up is like anyone who asks why is this happening why are people like this why this why that instead of turning it inwards and being like why do i allow this what within me is like allowing this type of behavior in my life and um yeah being a victim of life i feel like i have this theory and I'm going to I'm going to share the theory with everyone. Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay, I have this theory and it's a little out there, but just hear me out. So, in like terms of energy and maybe like higher beings or really like the deeper being within yourself, um really I'm talking about like the oneness of all of existence, right? While we're all a part of that oneness, like very it's a very real aspect of being human that we are also clearly separate. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. one of our like biggest um, wounds as humans. It's like at the core of all of our wounding is this like abandonment wound that we left uh, God, essentially universe, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. It's like we left the oneness and came into this experience of being human. And a side note, I believe it was all a choice, but even if it wasn't, we're here anyways. So like, um, to me, it's like, might as well make the most of it no matter what. But Mm -hmm. I do believe that we chose to come here as humans and experience all that it entails to be human. Um, cause it is an experience, a very sensory, real, uh, heart wrenching at times experience of sensation living in a body where there's pain and pleasure and everything in between. And, So the grand wound of all of us at the core is abandonment. And then we see it mirror out in 
all of our external realities mm-hmm. with our friends, with our families, with uh, jobs, whatever it is that there's this wound of like, I'm going to be abandoned. And part of this is very real because um, it's wired in our nervous systems from, you know, our lineage of times when we very much could have been abandoned and died. Like when we were living in tribal societies, like if we were abandoned, like that was it for us. That's Mm -hmm. not the case anymore, but our nervous systems still feel that it is. And so there's this grand rejection or abandonment wound. And Mm -hmm. I feel like so many people without realizing it, there's like a part of them that's like angry at the oneness of God, which to me is just like angry at themselves for choosing to come here. And then is this victim of reality. They're like, you know, so many people are asking like, why? And Mm -hmm. I feel like the whole other opportunity is like, okay, well, what if I just use everything as an opportunity to learn and show me more about myself and my patterns Mm-hmm. And um, I was reading this book by Esther Perel that's called Mating in Captivity. And I just had this like huge aha moment. And the funny thing about aha moments is when you share them, sometimes it just doesn't translate. So mm-hmm. I'm going to run the risk of this not translating at all. But it correlates to what I was talking about with the abandonment wound because we, God, as the oneness of God, chose to separate and then we come here and the one thing we yearn more than anything else is like ultimate union but the one thing we yearn is the very thing that if we reached that oneness we would still choose separateness because we did does that make sense I kind of like it kind of like blew my head up a little like okay okay so the oneness of all that is, of that encompasses the entirety of existence, mm-hmm. right? That energy oneness field. Oneness being just like limitless energy, like yeah. life. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like divine union, ultimate union, right? God. If you were using God as this like placemaker for like all that is, mm-hmm. um, chose to separate itself. And, like, be human, right? Experience you as Nicolette, me as Victoria. We are separate from each other. Or, like, I chose to be a plant. Or I chose to be a cat. Or a cat. Or or whatever else. Or I chose to be a mineral, even. You know, like, it can go into into anything. Mm -hmm. Like, but as the oneness, we chose to separate. And now here we are separate. Mm -hmm. And us, at least humans, I can't speak for cats or plants, but at least humans, there's this, like, pull to like divine union think about like finding your divine counterpart or Mm -hmm. like finding your partner and like wanting to merge with them entirely Mm -hmm. but as that merged being which was god Mm -hmm. we've already experienced that and on some level it's already in existence right now Mm -hmm. but on that level we chose to separate so like the one thing that humans yearn for so much is the very thing that we chose not to be Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. So, um, yeah, let me try to, like, reiterate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need some more coffee. That's um, fine. So, yeah, we, um, we r- really just want to die, I think is, like, essentially what it is. Because uh, when we die, and I don't actually have any beliefs at all, so I'm not saying I believe in this or not. 
But I think what you're trying to say is we all just want to die so that we can just return back to the infinite source, the big juicy ocean of energy that's like sparkly and limitless and not be like trapped in our bodies and maybe getting to like a union with a person in a physical body is kind of what we all aspire to do because it it reminds us that we're like um part of that ocean is that what you mean yeah kind of and I think you can take it even I would even say that like the book mating in captivity talks a lot about when when these people when you do know a person right when you think you're so merged and you're one in this human realm Mm -hmm. like that's where all the problems start because you have now eradicated like the differentiation between um the the mystery of just like the not knowing which is truly like the part that actually magnetizes us towards one another oh wow that's really interesting um Anyways, I went off on a really big tangent there. <laughs> That's okay. I thought it was really interesting. I'm just like a little like, what? Totally. It took Mind us far out. <laughs> but being a victim of life, how it correlates back to that, I would say that um, I think the gist of my story is like play here mm-hmm. instead of like seeking the thing, like trying to get the union, trying to understand everything, trying to like know the reason why, like there's a whole other Mm. other opportunity for us to like be in acceptance that we're here and then learn to play and, um, and to like just let it be. Yeah. And be a student of life. Mm -hmm. And then we can use all of the situations that we would have said, why? And they're like, why are people like this? Mm -hmm. You know, like, which is something like I've heard, someone say recently so it's like why are people like this and it's not even why am i like this yeah that's what we should be asking that is what we should be asking like so much drama so much like spilling out it's like dudes dudes (laughs) what's going on within you like maybe that that's what we need to like be like that's the mystery we need to be unsolving um it's like who are we who am i what do I like you said like what do, how do I let myself be treated or like what boundaries do I have and am I letting people cross them and like yeah the more uh clear we get about who we are and we know ourselves and the more that we honor that then maybe like the more successful we'll be and more evolved we will become uh before we die and um yeah I think we just really need to like look within and we're all mirrors of each other and whatever bothers us about someone else or about like an external thing outside of ourselves that actually is because like we have that or there's something within us that needs to be addressed about whatever that is bothering you or whatever subject that you're intrigued by it's like for a reason it's and the reason is self-discovery like that's the only reason and um shit yeah like (laughs) we are here and um maybe it is a choice maybe it's a fucking absolutely wild miracle and it's totally fucking random but like the fact is even with it being a totally fucking random miracle and even if it's a choice like it, it we're here and we are prisoners in our bodies but like if you choose to see it like that then you will 
continue to be in your prisoner victim state. Or you can see it as like, holy shit, what a gift it is to have this experience. And who am I? And what am I all about? And what do I need to work on in order to see the beauty and everything instead of uh, dissecting puzzles and becoming obsessed and being in total victim mentality and being angry and jealous and you know like shit the more that we can like address the things within ourselves and we will literally be free even in this physical heavy state um being human because you know we're like literally tied by gravity (laughs) it's it's heavy here (laughs) and um you know when we go into like our dream states and our dream worlds like we're free So obviously there is like a whole other realm that maybe we're not able to like really um, access. Yeah, in our physical body. I mean that we're not able to like perceive Mm -hmm. when we're in our waking hours because um, I don't know, for whatever reason we've been conditioned to think that this is it. But obviously there's something else. If we are able to go dream and fucking fly out of our bodies <laughs> to like astral projection that's real and i know that because i've experienced it even though at one point i didn't believe in it well now i don't really believe in anything because uh, uh, like that was real i woke up in hot shepsa's body one time <laughs> anyway wait that's a good story should i tell it i mean we're already on it all right so y'all there are other dimensions out there okay i mean it's kind of that's a fact so one time I was doing this meditation a couple years ago and it said nothing about astral projection. Okay. Beware <laughs> going just blasted you off. <laughs> they blasted no you. beware of being in the YouTube rabbit hole. Okay. Like meditate wisely <laughs> because uh it was actually really amazing. So I did this meditation called like becoming your highest self or highest version of yourself. Um I like to do a lot of meditations like that because I knowing me have had a lot of insecurity about stepping into my leadership role so um as I am learning about myself I'm looking at how to you know things to do to like access that person who I know is is within me so I do this meditation I think it was like midday or like or like late morning or early afternoon sometime around then it was like I was not thinking I was going to be blasted off into space but I was like it completely just took me out of my body. I'm like floating out of my body, having an out-of-body experience, but totally feeling safe. Cause like the part of the meditation was like, I like think I put myself in like a bubble or something. Like she's good, she's safe there. <laughs> and I left my body. I rolled out of it like a fucking log, and <laughs> rolled down a, like the cosmic river, and cosmic woke up river. in. Uh, a very grand palatial residence, like, that's completely made out of stone. Like, solid. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you. Like, the walls are probably, like, 10 feet thick. And I, it, like, I just know, like, it just it just is. Like, I just have this feeling, like, this is where I live. And um, I know how this house was built and everything. Huge. Um, there is a window overlooking, like, a beautiful river with palm trees and desert like it's like this beautiful desert oasis landscape and I walk down these giant stairs like a huge uh open hallway 
and downstairs is like a an indoor pool <laughs> just so grand with like beautiful plants but like simple clean stunning um obviously designed by me um and I know this which is so wild because like I don't even know who I am and so I walk downstairs and I walk past this beautiful palatial pool indoors and uh there's like this business room where all these men are waiting to meet me oh and by the way I'm wearing a golden like a gold headdress over like black braided long hair and I look at my hands and I have black nail polish on my hands and I have like beautiful tan skin and clearly I'm a woman and wearing like a beautiful uh white linen gown and just like oh my god so fucking stunning Anyway, so I go into this business room and I'm the boss. <laughs> it's like amazing. And um yeah, that was about it. Uh I Yeah, I just like spent this time just like going through my my house, but it wasn't very long. It felt like I don't know. I don't know how long I was out, but it really felt like I was only 2 minutes maybe just like waking up like or like getting out of bed but I was already dressed and then just like observing feeling and like anyway it was wild so I went back into my body as Nicolette Hoffman and um immediately after the meditation <laughs> told Tori about it and googled like it was crazy when I put on the outfit though before I woke up in this palace like I had it was completely gold head to toe like I remember like lifting up my arms and there being like I was completely decked out in gold and there were like golden wings almost like I don't know how to describe it but like the way that I lifted up my arms there were like golden wings like coming out of my caftan or something it was insane but anyway so I wake up and back into my body and immediately google um female uh pharaohs of Egypt and there is Hatshepsut, who I had never heard of before. Um, and the more that I learned about her and the more that I was reading about her, she had a little sister. They basically ran Egypt and, like, created this, like, huge, like, hub of trade. And um, it was basically, like, the trade capital of the world because of them. She had this very jealous nephew who... Um, after she had died, wanted to take all the credit for what she and her sister had created, um, making Egypt like a, a trading hub of the world. Such a badass, dude. Um, and anyway, he like wiped her out everywhere he could of the hieroglyphs and statues. Like if you see any statues of Hatshepsut in the Met or any other, like the British Museum or anything like that, her face is like knocked off of the statue which is really tragic um but obviously he couldn't erase her because who is he like no one even knows his fucking name and lol jokes on him and she is uh totally like a badass in history and so is her sister and um she also wore black nail polish and she mm -hmm. died young of diabetes because she probably ate a lot like me <laughs> anyway <laughs> i think that that i astral projected into her life which is wild i mean i know that that's what it was and it was real 
you guys like the feeling it was just like feeling like I'm in my body today it wasn't like this a dream it was like so fucking real so I know that the astral projection stuff is absolutely real because I was a non-believer before and boy am I a total believer now okay so maybe that's one thing I do believe in astral projection is real yeah (laughs) I think it's so funny. I feel like beliefs are really funny because even when you say, even when I say I believe in something, there's always going to be a degree to which like... You're like, do I? I? Yeah. To which I don't know. And sometimes yeah. I'll talk about that with people and they're like, no, I believe. I'm like, but like there's still but a pinpoint to where you like don't yeah, know. It's true. You know? It's true. Like part of believing is actually agreeing that you don't truly know because it's believing you know so there's even in the definition of the word and even in like the energy of the word you're agreeing to the fact that you don't fully concretely as a human like know true that so true like there's so many experiences like astral projection where you're like in my human like brain like i don't really fully comprehend that but i experienced it in which case I, like, do believe yeah. in that. Yeah. You know what's wild, too? Hmm. You We actually need to believe in something in order to, like, bring it into our lives. Like, yeah. uh, I actually need to believe that I can be the creator of a billion-dollar company if I want it to happen. If there's part of me where it's like, eh, it's not really, it's probably not going to happen if, right. uh, if I doubt myself. Right. So we actually do need to believe in some things. Wow, our minds are so amazing. They're like really they're just cool. so powerful. Like we can literally create anything from our minds, no matter how delusional it may sound. Uh, if we can dream it, we can be it. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really cool to think about that. And that to me feels like the opposite of victim mentality. Like victim mentality of like, why is this happening to me? Why are people like this in my life? Why blah blah blah? <laughs> why me? Like, think a little bit bigger. Like, you are completely limiting yourself to something that's, like, so insignificant. It's like, we make dramas over the tiniest fucking things. Like, why do we need to do that? Why do we... Why am I limiting myself? That's what you should be saying if you have had these feelings. Because we all have had these feelings. But really think, why am I limiting myself? Why am I not dreaming bigger? Why am I not knowing that I am worth something more and something bigger in my dream life and um yeah turn it into a feeling of empowerment like why am i not a female pharaoh you know (laughs) why am i not like a super powerful leader because i'm keeping myself small and um why am i not like letting myself believe that I can do big things and have amazing relationships that feel really expansive and free. Wow. Now that is some serious work that we need to do, uh, but it's going to be worth it. And the more we practice expanding and confronting ourselves, honestly, the easier it's going to become and the more free we'll be. And the more free we are, then the more we can come from a place of centeredness so we can create our realities. That's my tangent. I love it. <laughs> um, did you see the statues of Hatshepsut that were not with her face off? Were they the ones that were in the hall with there all the, the cuts with the, in the pool room? Yeah, there was a lot with her face on it, and she was beautiful. 
Uh, oh, no, they weren't the cat ones in the room. Sorry. So, they they were, were, so the one that had her face knocked yes, off, they yes. were all right there. Yes, yes, yes. There were some where she was completely intact. It's true. The nephew, you know, he didn't completely He wasn't thorough. Her. Clearly, he wasn't a, a genius because he was trying to wipe off this... Uh, this pharaoh there were obviously people who were like trying to protect her legacy yeah or they're like nah brah like it was not you who did all this like it was her and credit where credit's due totally you're going down bro (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness i um i feel that i just want to say like i get it like for anyone who's in a victim mentality like from a really like place of acceptance like I totally get it. Like, people don't want to change. They want to think they want to change. We all want to think we want these really beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the alchemy and part of actually mm, bringing your unconscious conscious so that it's not guiding your life and you're not sitting there being a victim is coming to terms with, instead of asking, like, like, coming to terms with the fact that you like the drama, Oh, like, own it. Coming to terms with the fact that you're like, I actually, maybe I think I want to be really successful. I want to be a leader. I, maybe I think I want to start a company, right? And I just keep saying, like, one day, like, I'm going to do it or, like, you know, but then I stay small. I continue to stay small. And then in tandem with that, I have this pattern of being like, well, I don't know why, like, it's not happening for me. Like, I don't know why. Like, I tried and, like, I don't. It's just not even within my hands. You know, coming to terms with the fact, like, you have to explore. Maybe you don't want it yeah. as much as you think you do. Yeah, because you don't want to actually put the effort in. Yeah. Like, you're. are you willing to put the effort in? No. Yeah. And if it's a no, then maybe you need to own that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you can kind of play with your subconscious and the fact that you can be like, okay, like, I'm no longer going to say that I want to do this. In fact, I'm mm. going to say... I actually, I want to play small and I want to stay comfortable. Or like, I want a simple life. Like owning that, like I just want a simple life. Like I just want the comfort of a paycheck coming in. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's totally fine. Like living a a life where you just want to appreciate the beauty around you and have things be easy. That's great. If that's what you came into this reality to do, um, then it's going to feel really good doing that you know i still think that's living an expansive life for some people though totally 100 like owning that yeah is expansive exactly like just like this is who i am and i i want a simple beautiful easy life right owning that is really hard to say right which is expansive you're like pushing yourself i'm more i'm also talking about the people who okay let's just take wanting a really great partnership for example Mm -hmm. but then you're like staying in these relationships that are really dramatic and that like you're like why is this going on why is this person like this like instead of thinking that you And you're like, all I want is, like, an easy, beautiful, like, passionate, like, home life. Instead of, like, putting that on the pinnacle, like, maybe, and if your relationships are continuously dramatic, maybe trying to, like, trick your subconscious and be like, I actually really fucking like the drama. Yeah. I really like the drama, and I'm not ready to let it go yet. You know? Like... Right. I love the highs and the lows. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. I live for the highs and the lows. The sensation is like 
addicting to like live so like okay now we're the most amazing couple in the whole world okay now we suck and we're gonna break up like that's addicting it's such an addicting cycle and that's why so many people are in it and um I would never try to pull someone out of that cycle uh and at the same time I think that we all can just take a little bit more accountability for what's showing up in our lives because if there is something that is continuously showing up in your life it is you that's allowing it to be there yep you are you're a common denominator yeah it's you it's you (laughs) and then you get to learn though and i think that when you start to realize that it's you that is where like all your power comes back into your body exactly it's empowering as fuck because then you're like wait if it is me then i actually can create exactly what i want exactly it's not externalized anymore and you're no longer the victim right exactly and, okay, here's another thing. Um, you're allowed to change, too. You're allowed to absolutely um, admit one day that you want it easy. And then maybe you're going to start learning. Like, after you accept that, you know, you, you want it easy. I'm like, this is just one example. Or you want a simple life. Maybe that will change because you're actually, like, you needed that moment of self-acceptance to actually grow. So you actually needed to be like, okay, I admit to myself, I'm being honest with myself. And then you're being honest with yourself there. You're going to be honest with yourself in so many other ways. And you're ready to take that next step. And you're ready to actually take the leap into entrepreneurship, quitting your job, blah, blah, blah. You know, like maybe you can fucking change. And we all can. But um, yeah, definitely uh, just transmuting the like judgment and the lies, like, lying to yourself into empowerment of being like, whoa, it's me. I can do this. Yeah. If I can bring my life down, I could most definitely bring my life up. I could definitely create whatever I want. But, it, yeah, it really does start with, like, the self-acceptance and responsibility. Like, truly of, like, whoa, I am fucking everything up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I feel like this really, we're already nearly at 30 minutes, but whatever. I want to keep going. (laughs) I I feel like me and Nicolette have been talking so much about, and yeah, we're going to get into it, about uh, presidential elections and, and like how much we see, and I'm sure everyone sees this, like it's hilarious that like the presidency is almost kind of funny because we all externalize our power and the fact in the fact that we think it's like gonna be this one person who changes everything for the country and for the masses and it's honestly really sad and simultaneously funny to me mm. because you just see these people even i would say people who are more with it and ener- like with feeling energy and the, and like mapping patterns of the collective and then you see these people go and idolize one person mm-hmm. and i'm like even you like even mm-hmm. you're even idolizing this like one person thinking mm-hmm. it's the person that's going to change everything for everyone else mm-hmm. rather than each of us going inside ourselves and changing like that change can happen so much quicker because we're Mm -hmm. all taking accountability for our lives and Mm -hmm. we're like okay i'm gonna change myself Mm -hmm. and then maybe your family changes and maybe your community changes and like but thinking that one person is going to be the like drastic change that i don't know shifts our collective experience i'm sorry it's not 
Yeah, you are the change that needs to happen. I mean, just like you snap your fingers and it's like change happens just like that. It literally does. Like, <laughs> we all saw what happened during COVID, like the lockdowns, like uh, not riding in a plane. Um, how so much pollution cleared up. How... Um, the skies were clear and like birds were like flying so happily and everything was like like nature was like coming back together like we could literally do that in one day if everyone for one day decided not to fly or for one week decided not to fly i mean that's just one example i'm not saying that i want that to happen but i'm just saying that change is possible rapid change is possible if we just be the change no one else is going to do it for you. It has to be you. There's not one ringleader or one, like, iconic person. It doesn't matter what side you're on. <laughs> There's not one person who's going to solve or, like, bring hope for the future. It's you. So sorry, but it's you. The answer for everything is you. The answer for everything. Oh, my gosh. Actually, <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's a really scary thought but it's like also so empowering that women have the fucking power to stop humanity because all we have to do is stop having babies. Whoa, wait, I actually <laughs> We Whoa. have the power to just be like, sorry humans, we're I've, done. I've I've never thought of that before. We have power. We have control. We just control ourselves. And uh, we can make massive change, okay? Also not saying that that's what women should do, so. I mean, <laughs> or should we? You know, maybe we'll get to a point. I mean, whatever. Actually, there's a tribe that currently um, agreed to stop. I think they actually agreed early in the 2000s that they no longer wanted to participate and they stopped uh, procreating. Wow. So they're, they're like, living out, like... The end of their days? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not the end, because there's probably, peop- like, babies that were born in, like, the 2000s. Mm-hmm. But eventually, like, they will get to a point where um, they just decided that their journey on this planet as a um, tribal species is, like, done. Wow. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. Like It is really powerful. Yeah. It could just, I mean, it could just happen just like that. And that's not a super scary thought to me. Oh, me neither. It's just like, okay, yeah, we're, we're all going to die anyway. So we're just going to die and not have any more babies that are going to continue to harm this planet. Like, I'm not saying that I believe in this at all, for the record. Like Me neither. I want to have babies. Same. Um, Anyway, uh, but the point that I'm trying to make is that we have the power within us and um, we can create massive change and we can do it rapidly and it just needs to be us. And no Robert F. Kennedy Jr., no offense to anyone, like putting your faith and your power and externalizing it into a person has never worked ever. I'm like, it's just it's the same thing. Like you are in a pendulum and, um, yeah, you want to get out of the pendulum. And the same thing goes with the opposite side. If you are, uh, anyway, yeah, never mind. I'm not, I'm just going to skip that part altogether. I was, it's going to go into a little, little Trump mode, but I will say this. If someone was elected in the office that most people really didn't want, it wouldn't be the most terrible thing because it might force everyone into uh, like the straw that broke the camel's back 
into being like something has to give. We're completely fed up and it might break down a system that is uh, on the verge of failure, which needs to come down anyway. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to leave it at. Mm. Um, but I'm just here along for the ride, actually. Uh, change is going to happen anyway. I am just staying in my lane. I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing the things I need to do. And, uh, yeah, that was a super tangent. <laughs> wow. Okay, but even when when you were talking about, right, like maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing if we all stopped. Uh, again, just for clarity's <laughs> sake, like we are literally just talking like please no one take this as like nicolette and i believe that this is what should happen absolutely not i genuinely don't have strong opinions on what should happen because uh i think yeah i just don't have strong opinions we're just here along for the ride yeah we're here along for the ride and i like to explore different like thought processes Mm -hmm. but when you even when you were saying that about you know maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing i like felt such more ease in my body than i do from like scrambling to save the world you yeah. know like yeah, totally that energy like the anxiety of like saving the world it, like nothing good comes from anxiously attempting to like save anything mm-hmm. you know that we can't actually operate from our hearts or from our center or from a clear mind mm-hmm. in the energy of like desperation Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not saying that nothing good can come from that because obviously it's a very real like survival mechanism that's Mm. woven into us but i think so much more creativity and like where we're all headed could come from us all like taking an exhale and and like going within ourselves and being like i'm going to actually embody like a centered loving human Mm. And maybe that'll trickle out into families, friends, communities, Mm -hmm. cities, towns. Like, you never know. You know what I think feels like more, or like why it feels more at ease, like the whole concept of things falling apart, is because that's natural. Like, what's unnatural is trying to prevent things from falling apart, like trying to prevent death, trying to like preserve something that is natural like things need to fall apart for them to come back together that is a natural cycle of life um and death creates life in every aspect like energetically speaking uh, physically speaking something needs to die in order in order for something to be born and um obviously the way things are working right now things are coming to an end i mean we kind of know it's happening we are being told and from like so many different sources in our eyes our ears our mouths that like we're kind of on our last legs as humanity and um whether you know we choose to believe that or not or choose to live in our own realities or not whatever um but that's kind of the narrative that's going around um which is like kind of like a weird doom and gloom but also like maybe we shouldn't let it bother us so much and try to like cling on to something that's destined to fall apart and uh, just let it happen like okay well we're going down like may as well just continue to enjoy the beauty and um live the process you know Hmm. wow we went really out there in this episode we are not even on drugs no we're not okay (laughs) i just want to bring it back back in uh so 
just to like wrap up all of this, I think all everything that we've said in this episode can be brought back to the fact, like turn within, you are not the victim of your reality unless you choose to be. And that's an mm-hmm. active choice. And, you know, when you turn within and start asking yourself, why am I allowing this? Like what is here for me to learn? You bring all the power back to yourself and that is where actual change in yourself and in your lineage and in your communities takes place is by changing yourself first. Change yourself, change your life. Done. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is our longest episode and our our most potentially confusing, but I think people will follow. Um, I thought it was like all pretty great. It's just (laughs) like, look. You make your own reality. It's all up to you. And you can either choose to victimize yourself because of it or empower yourself. And obviously, you want to empower yourself. That's the only correct answer. Signing.